I only had had the blog for a year when Disney actually called me the first time. They were organizing the first ever influencer trip, and they invited six、uh, bloggers to go on a Disney cruise to Bahamas, and I was one of them. So wow! So Finland could not. Be stuck in a global market if we were able to bring the design people, and that includes the engineers and also the visual, you know, but the design people and marketing people together. Finland would be unstoppable. Your time has value, you know. It has monetary value. With that money, you can do good things for your family. You should care about money because. You care about your family. You should care about、uh, money because you care about environment. Gadia Presnell is an American Advertising Award-winning business and marketing strategist. Here, she tells her story of starting her entrepreneurship journey in e-commerce way back in 2005, before going on to work with Fortune 100 companies. While living in multiple cities across U.S., Canada, and Europe, now living back in Helsinki, Finland, she recently launched a success accelerator for women entrepreneurs, and her new book *Big Rich Money* comes out this August. Super fun conversation. Let's get right to it. Here's Katia. I want to start with asking you: When you meet someone new for the first time, and they ask, "What do you do?" How do you respond? Oh, that's that's actually really hard.、Um, my reasoning for that is that I typically try to listen other people first before I go in and pitch myself. I don't actually ever go with this one elevator. Uh, pits or spiel. Of course, I have it. So, but I have multiple、uh, faces of me or multiple things of my life. Like I'm a business owner. You know, I'm, I'm a mother. I'm, you know, somebody、uh, who has lived outside Finland for a really long time and who has moved back. So I don't. It's totally on, on the context. I actually don't like when people do that. That they have, they think that only thing what defines them. Is the workplace or the title that they have、uh, at the moment?、Mm. Sometimes I can go with that, but、uh, usually it really depends on the context and the person that I'm speaking with. Yeah, that's a really good point. A lot of us we have like the one or two sentences prepared, and that's what we give. And there are others, you know, kind of like you who listen first, and then depending on the context, you respond. I- exactly. And I think if I go that I'm a business and marketing strategist and I'm a marketing agency owner, I think it can sometimes come off really cold, and that really is just one part of the story who I am. So I actually,、uh, I know it might sound really crazy that as a marketing person I try to avoid that type of、uh, introductions. I totally get it. It makes perfect sense. But let me ask you. When we say we're in marketing, do you think it provokes a negative reaction, and why does it do that? Excellent question. Because probably the reason why I don't often go with that first, and、um, I also think that 
I see marketing as as a contact, something else than what, for example, in here in, in Finland, what people think of the word that uh, marketing itself, um, you know, or any word. You know, you say a dog and, and you don't, other people see a pit bull and other people see a poodle. So, so yes. we, <laughs> right. So, so we uh, uh, understand specific words in a different way. I love marketing, but I don't like that how some people feel about it or see it. And it seems uh, uh, fake or unauthentic or, you know, you're, you're trying to, um, you're trying to do like trick people and and I'm not about that type of marketing at all. So of course. I, so um and I actually don't like sales, you know, like I like listening to people and and get, getting a lot of information and then I can say what I want to say, what I have to offer. But usually it's always based on something that I have already heard from from the person or from the company and I know exactly what I have to sell or what I have to offer for them. So, so uh, I might seem, see those things uh, very differently than uh, other people, but I, I definitely think there's a bias for those words. Do you think that bias is a little bit stronger here in Finland compared to America? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, in the, it's cultural. It's um, selling, marketing. It's, it's starting from day one when you go to school you have show and tell for kids mm. uh in the states you know they are taught to tell a story or or market yourself introduce yourself you know it's it's something that's it's a normal part of the culture such a good example the show and tell such it, a great example i mean it's it starts from there it doesn't absolutely it doesn't start from the business school that's for sure it's it's a cultural thing And we don't have the same culture here. And um, same that, you know, Finns uh, might seem it that it's it's fake or, or something. If you're, you can't boast or you can't brag about something in Finland because that's looked at that's bad. But in the U.S., it's like, well, who else is going to say that you're crazy if it's <laughs> not yourself? So, so, you know, you have to get ahead. So that is really taught uh, for kids even from young age. So we don't have that uh, same type of a culture. So when you put uh, students to study, they do, they don't really uh, start learning about what even marketing or sales or even the same type of even human relations or even um, mm. polite manners. You know, um, <laughs> you know those are not really taught in Finland. You know, it's it's uh, it's a very different culture. So. When you start studying marketing or sales in college and university, you're already behind from some mm. uh, other cultures. Oh, yes. If even Swedes, we lived in Sweden for three years. You know, Swedes are amazing. They take a hula hoop and call it a rock ring and say that it's a Swedish <laughs> invention. You know, or, or they take sauna and call it bastu and it's <laughs> Swedish. So, so they are great, you know, so. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you said we don't have that culture here in Finland. I would say we even have the opposite culture, meaning we're encouraged to not talk about ourselves. Even if I'm great, even if my product or service, my thing is great, I'm not supposed to 
say yes. that's great. Yes, and and there's you know we call it the uh, engineering culture that you create a great product and then people, uh, if it's so great, people will hear about it. Exactly. No, they won't. You know, you know, even if I had the best product in the world, but people don't know it even exists. How can they come and buy it? You know, so so without uh, sales and marketing, your company does not exist. You know, um, great product is a start. Then you need to tell others that hey, we have this great product. Okay, I would like to quickly go back to the beginning with you. So, <laughs> yes, can you tell me a little bit about how you started your career, about moving to the states? And starting your entrepreneurial journey because I know you have a super interesting story. So, where did it start? Uh, well, <clears throat> I don't know how far you want to go, but yeah, I studied engineering here in Finland, and I left when I was twenty-two uh, years old. Uh, my last job in Finland was actually trying to get funding for what is now um, the uh, Espo Arena, the okay. uh, large ice hockey arena. That was uh, getting funding for that ice hockey. Uh, as as a as a B two B marketer, it was my last job in Finland. So I, in a way, I had already been doing marketing despite my young age before yeah. um, I left Finland. So, and I'm saying that because I'm I am proud of my Finnish roots and all of the experience that I already had here. So in that sense, I didn't start from zero uh, mm. when I left. But then I, you know, I met the guy. I <laughs> fell in love and. Uh, my husband is American, and um, he's um, actually a helicopter test pilot. So mm -hmm. we moved a lot for his career. Uh, you can't really expect to stay in one town and, and have a career in aviation. So we moved a lot, and um, and we actually had uh, three children who were born within three years in three different countries so that was kind of the pace that we were moving so um and then uh 2004 we were living in ohio um next to cleveland and i i realized that okay uh, i'm a stay-at-home mom of three children under four am i ever gonna get a job again you know, like I really felt like it has been amazing adventures. I, I love their life. But I just had this moment that uh, am I ever going to have a career, you know? And um, obviously I wanted to be home with the kids. And my first online business was actually uh, on a Finnish uh, site called Hootonet. It's like eBay here in Finland. Yes, and, I know uh, it. And uh, on my first month, I took my kids' old clothes, I put them on hold on it, and mm -hmm. I made $500. And Ooh. I was like, okay, woohoo. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'll just sell stuff on hold on it. Like, whatever. I'll, I'll just need something to mm. uh, keep my mind and, you know, uh, um, and, and make a little money or whatever. So with that mm. uh, 500 I took it to... Uh, uh, Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger stores, and I bought handbags and more kids' clothes, and I put those to hold on it. Wow. So I kept doubling, actually, my uh, sales until uh, I was making uh, good five figures every single month. Wow. So, um, but this, 
this was on the beginning of, you know, obviously people were using eBay and Hootonet and, you know, Amazon already on those days. But still, you know, e-commerce was, um, you know, it was the early days. Wait, wait, let me get it right. So you were buying designer products in Cleveland and you were putting them on Hootonet yes. and you were shipping them to Finnish buyers. Yes, yes, okay. that's exactly it. And I actually had thousands of customers in Finland. So wow. So that was what I did. And um, uh, a year later, you know, and the thing is at those times, you know, like I learned a little bit of coding, how to make the sales page, you know, you would have like a moving text or, you know, so, mm. so I, I learned skills like coding or I had marketing campaigns or, mm. you know, like, so, so I, I treated it as a business from day one i treated it as a business not just a hobby i wanted to learn and test things in 2005 i started um it was basically a blog but i didn't know what blogging or blogs even meant by by then so uh but i started this uh katya's free website it was on like one of those free website things geo cities <laughs> or something yes 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 and I started posting our little stories like this movie is really in in U.S. right now. And or this celebrity is wearing these clothes. Oh, so you're communicating to the Finnish audience. For the Finnish audience in Finnish. Right. Oh, and these, you know, uh, you know. These these shoes are now on sale, or this this thing is now on sale on my Hootonet page, mm. and I posted sometimes pictures of my kids wearing the clothes what I was selling. So that was more. It really was the early days of you know even what blogging is today. Yeah. So then my customers started sending pictures of their kids and themselves wearing the clothes wow. that they had bought from me again. 2005 and so you were really early in this game (laughs) yes so so the user generated content or customer generated content that was not a thing back then either so so uh we um like said i started this in ohio then we moved in tennessee then we moved in a small town uh called durango in colorado and my (laughs) shopping days were gone we lived in a very expensive ski town oh uh, you know so and by that time i think there were maybe one or two other Finnish women in the U.S. that were selling the similar way. By right. that time, I think were, there were 300 of them. So okay. um, <laughs> we were selling similar type of products. And, you know, so I was like, okay, uh, my profit margins are not that great anymore. And my shopping <laughs> isn't that great. And yeah. I was already a little bit burned out with that. But I had saved money for two years. So I was like, okay, let's, let's launch something bigger. So then I launched uh, Skimbaco and Skimbaco uh, is, was our family's way of living life to the fullest at the moment, skiing, you know, in Colorado. So from a Finnish word, Skimba and CEO for Colorado. So my, my uh, company was Skimbaco and it was more of like this, you know, uh, (laughs) it's more like a lifestyle brand, but it, it started as a store. And I started doing the opposite. Uh, I sold Marimekko and Reima and uh, Japanese, uh, uh, Italian, you know, um, different type of types of imported uh, clothing and shoes for kids and uh, moms. 
So that was uh, what kickstarted that uh, company that I, I have been able to save money with Hootonet. So I was able to launch my own uh, e-commerce uh, business. Excellent. So, so again, going back in time, how early days we were, um, I went on my first big business trip in New York City. I had printed out how my web store would look in a, a binder. Like I had this binder <laughs> and I printed out the pictures. Like this was time before iPhones. Oh yeah. Like, like, like people did go to trade shows and they didn't have internet in the trade show. Mm. So I had to go to these trade shows and tell people that, Hey, I, this binder and <laughs> printed pictures of my website and this is my product page and okay this is where your product would be so it's insane to think of it how behind you know like what things were not um yet and this was 2006 2007 when i launched it mm. so um but i uh started with three things already then that i had the store i had a blog as part of the store mm. and then um i also offered the pr service i called it the pr service but it basically evolved in social media marketing but social media marketing wasn't a word back then oh yeah so, sure. so so i'm really curious like in these early days were you figuring things out on the fly like you said social media marketing wasn't oh, a thing and so there's nobody to learn from how did you <laughs> no. learn like where were you learning from uh, it came from my head <laughs> like, I, like it's just you have to like this is the thing if if you don't have budget you have to innovate, right? Yep. And uh, if you don't have access to something, you have to create a bridge how to get there, you know? Yep. Uh, you know, if you know where you're going, you have to sometimes build your own vehicle. That was what I was doing. I love you know, it. I was not going to wait that somebody else is going to come and like, oh, here you go. I, you know, first of all, I'm from a small town in, in here in Finland. I'm from Baimion, and I felt like I didn't have many you know, opportunities or, mm. or whatnot. So that's how I grew up. If you want something, you have to build opportunities and go after them. Nobody's going to, you know, bring it. it to you. So I, I had to build all of those. Like I said, I did blogging before I knew what the word blog meant. I did social <laughs> media marketing before I knew what the word social media meant. I did influencer marketing before I knew what influencer marketing meant. Mm. So, um, then I had uh, extremely good, um, um, my first viral um, campaign and uh, extremely good results. And um, I was able to get in magazines all over in Germany, here also in Finland, in Australia. So actually my first big social media campaign, uh, it reached, um, um, you know, like media as well. So okay. That uh, that really catapulted me also as a as a marketing person, not just the store, but also that wow, that you know that woman who you know that Finnish woman who lives in the mountains has thought of something so were you different? So were you aware of the importance of personal branding then? Like, oh, were you deliberately yes, yes. promoting yourself? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I also didn't know what personal branding meant when I created guidelines for my personal brand. So, uh, <laughs> so absolutely. Like, uh, and I actually tell this uh, example often because I also uh, educate and teach about uh, personal branding. So I started thinking like seriously about my personal brand when I uh, launched uh, Skimbaco because I knew that People buy from people, you know, yes. they want to see who's like the, who's, who's the mom uh, that they can align with, you know, who also has kids. So she probably knows what she's doing. So I wanted mm. to have that brand and I wanted to be seen as, as that type of person. So I actually aligned myself because uh, uh, why think small? Because you can think big. So I... This is, uh, I know it sounds crazy to think of, but I actually want to encourage people to thinking this way. Mm. I aligned myself with two brands. Okay. And those two brands were Disney and Volvo. Disney, Mm. because, you know, that's like the whole grail of family, you know, all American mom, you know, Disney says all American mom. Well, I wasn't an all American mom. I was nordic like <laughs> volvo and my sold uh luxury products or more expensive you know uh products so in u.s volvo is or at least back then was a luxury car, car so i'm and trustworthy so those were the two brands that i thought of like skimbaco and myself you know we have to fit that mold that disney would approve and volvo would approve and you know that way I could find the key to find the right uh, customers, you know? Excellent. So, so I did, but the crazy part is that uh, I kept those in my mind the years, even after I closed down my store and I, I just um, had the blog and uh, I think I had the, I, I think I still had the store and, but I also, my blog had started um, having a life on its own I only had had the blog for a year when Disney actually called me the first time. They were organizing the first ever influencer trip and they invited six uh, bloggers to go on a Disney cruise to Bahamas. And I was one of them. So, wow. So, I mean, obviously, you know, everything what I have done, it was a small step, but it was extremely big step mm. that uh, I realized like, wow, there's such a power in, in what I'm doing and the message and all of what I have been able to do so far that literally Disney called and Disney wants to work with me and Disney wants me to tell others uh, about their product. Yep. So yep. Um, it took longer with Volvo, but I did end up working with them as well. Wow, so, amazing. <laughs> like, I just want to encourage people to uh, think a little bigger, yes. aim a little higher. Yes. Uh, that moment, well, first of all, the moment I started selling stuff on hold on it, I definitely, definitely did not think where I would end with that. The moment I started blogging and all of that, and the moment even I thought like, oh, Disney and Volvo and da-da-da, that I never really still trusted myself that uh, any of those uh, could happen. I just started building the path. I just started building the vehicle Totally, that's the key. But oh my God. In this modern, (laughs) in this internet era, in this digital era, you just need to make a start. You won't be able to envision where your path will lead because the place you're going to end up 
hasn't been invented yet exactly. technologically. It doesn't That's exist exactly. yet. You just have to start going. And you have to have your goals big. Because honestly, even before I worked with Volvo, I worked with Ford, I worked with Mercedes-Benz, I worked with Nissan. So I actually worked with multiple other car brands before I even got to Volvo. And some of them, you know, like like it wasn't, uh, um, you know, a bad second choice, you know. So you never know when you start, you know, having those big goals. Exactly. That, okay, uh, where else that will lead when you just like think on that level. So yes. um, that was really, you know, uh, one of the key things. And, you know, um, back then I, again, uh, wording of, you know, personal branding wasn't really what was, you know, talked about or human mm. to human marketing, all of this, you know, but uh, when, I was a teenager. My dad always said that, hey, people do business with people, that there's always that relationship. Companies don't do business with companies. So I always had that in mind as, as my guiding you know, light. Yeah. And that's why I think I was early adopter in social media and you know, personal branding and all of these things. Even if the words what we were describing that were different back then. Now, speaking of personal branding and social media can you tell me about meeting one of the best in the game a young mr gary vaynerchuk <laughs> how did you come across gary v well i started on twitter uh around the same time as gary maybe maybe like a couple months later so back then uh actually when somebody joined twitter it would say that Susie just joined Twitter, you know? So, so <laughs> just like uh, in Clubhouse now. Just like in Clubhouse now, you know? When somebody you know, they join you, you got that thing, you know? Like, I, I, we would go to uh, Twitter and you would have to refresh to see if anybody was tweeting, you know? It wasn't wow, like this. You were super like, early to like Twitter. This. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, so on, on back on those days, uh, the early adopter group, we knew uh, each other pretty well, you know. So uh, it was obviously, you know, a lot of those people don't remember me anymore. But, you know, same, it was Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, Chris Broke and Pete Cashmore, you know, uh, Laura Fitton, you know. Um, I mean, it was everybody was part of the uh, same group. Like, and I remember... Um, the day uh, Tony uh, Hish uh, from the the late um, Zappo CEO. Oh, Tony Shea. Twitter. Yes, yes. So I remember the day he joined, and I remember that. Wow! Now there's another retailer mm. <laughs> on on Twitter, and that was a big deal. Uh, that was a big day. But by that time, Gary was already doing the wine TV and, you know, we had uh, discussed and um, I think I met him the first time um, in um, uh, Blog World and New Media Expo in 2008. That was my okay. first ever conference. And that, that was when I met him in person the mm. first time. And then uh, I was living just outside New York City. So we would also go into events, you know, same events and same conferences. So, and uh, it was nice. He was actually here in Helsinki um, at uh, Arctic 15 a couple of years ago. So it was nice to 
even just briefly to uh, see him again and even know that he remembered my name. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, back, back then awesome. the circles were pretty small. So it was easy to have uh, access and easy to uh, talk. And, and I actually, um, I uh, had some health problems and I was in a, uh, I had a pulmonary embolism and I was in a hospital and I tweeted uh, like, okay, things are not really great. Send something to, you know, make my spirit up. And uh, Gary Vaynerchuk actually sent me two songs. And Aww. just like, these two songs, these really get me pumped up. So, so uh, actually, those two songs became at the hospital uh, my, uh, like, theme songs. And that helped me to uh, uh, get up and walking again. So... Mm. what so, were the two uh, songs it was uh um uh, estelle's it, uh american boy and uh, it really was like this you know uh hip-hop you know uh so some hits the from the time i can't sing otherwise i would sing it but i can't remember the name <laughs> uh, let's ride i think it's less let's ride but i don't remember that <laughs> uh, let's ride artist is it yes um is it nelly I, mean, I don't. I mean, there's a song so. by Nelly, like oh. "If You Want to Go and Take a Ride." Yes, yes, yes. Is it that one? Yes, that's the song. That is exactly the song. Nelly, ride with me. Nelly, ride with me. And American and boy, those were the okay. <laughs> those were the two songs, and I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna get up, and you know, uh, I'm just you know, I like the songs. I really like the song, so I Great. was like, okay, good beats, you know. This will wanna... get me. All pumped up and walking. Cool. It's so nice to hear. So then living in that world and then suddenly finding yourself back in Finland, that must have been a huge culture shock. Well, it didn't quite happen that fast that, you know, this was, you know, already over 11 years ago. So that was mm. a long time ago. Uh, so that kind of catapulted a lot of things like, I actually closed down my store. I uh, my first uh, bigger consulting client was actually Walmart, and mm. uh, they they came and said like, "Well, we kind of like what you done on social media. We just joined Facebook and Twitter, so could you help?" So that you know, and then the uh, the VP of marketing in, in Walmart uh, left Walmart, started his own marketing agency. So I jumped on that agency and helped to build that one. And um, uh, nine years ago, uh, my husband got an opportunity to move to Sweden. So I actually left uh, the, the New York agency life behind me already nine years ago. Right. So, so that in, in that sense, it's, you know, really long, long time. Um, and um, it was great experience. I loved it. But I still have the three kids. So uh, yep. that life in social media then you're not just worried about your own brand, your own blog, own personal brand. You, it's also, you know, 10 of your clients. So that's uh, the work-life balance in social media agency world in the U.S. <laughs> didn't really can exist. You, so, And can you talk about eventually moving back to Finland? What brought you back to Finland? Well, the experience in Sweden for our family was uh, really good. We really liked Sweden and we really liked the Nordic uh, lifestyle. 
that was the first time that uh, we were living in the Nordics. We returned back to New York and realized that, okay, this is, we were only there back uh, for 10 months. So we realized like, okay, this is, this is not for us. Our, our values and, you know, the life here, the, the feeling of safety, uh, we really as a family were craving uh, back here. So, really? um Yes, absolutely that. Then, then we were ready. Obviously, the biggest factor of, of um, never living here before or not being able to move here before was my husband's uh, career. So mm. he is a FAA licensed pilot, so he can't fly um, in Finland. So it was um, obviously a big step for him having to um, take the chance of possibly um, quitting his career for good. But we really wanted this. We were ready. Like uh, the entire family was ready for new. We were ready for Finland. And then we moved here three and a half years ago. And I think for my family, it has probably been almost easier than for me that returning after 20 years, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a big culture shock, you know. And uh, obviously, I'm not the same person. I've changed. Finland has changed. And, um, you know, people still expect you to be full Finn, you know, mm. but I'm not. And I don't want to think of the same ways than, you know, I did even before or some people think uh, still here. So so being mm. somebody, as, as you know, when you live in a different culture or even when you return, you're mm. not fully any one nationality anymore. Totally. And totally. there were really weird things like um, first when I got here, like I would be just like working, you know, walking downtown Helsinki and someone would be like, oh, wow, I forgot I'm in Finland. Yay. You know, <laughs> just like, you know, just one of those things when you travel and move a lot, uh, uh, you're sometimes like, what? Like I literally, there was there were years that I would wake up in the morning and I had to think, oh, yeah, I'm where in, am it, I? I'm, uh, where am I? Okay, I'm in Italy now, but I live in Canada, you know, like because <laughs> we also lived in Canada for a while. So, so you know, uh, when you travel and do that, you're kind of perception of, you know, it, it changes a yes. lot. And did you have to like stop yourself from smiling at people in the street? Oh, I did. I did. And, and, uh, what I noticed that, uh, <laughs> it's not a thing here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm in Finland. I would walk into a coffee shop or into a store with this big smile, like, oh, yes. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm in Finland. This is great. And people would start talking English to me because not a, it it can't be a fin because she's smiling like that. <laughs> so and same I would like go, you know, and open a door, you know, at the shopping center store or whatever coffee shop. I would open a door for somebody and smile and people would say thanks. You know, like <laughs> like obviously a Finnish person, but they would say it in English because again, you know, says, you know, that I realized that it wasn't just a, a language, that it was also my persona, you know, whether it's clothes, smile, you know, all of the whole package that, okay, I'm not a normal thing anymore. <laughs> even before people hear me talk or see my last name, they there's still something in me that is, is and I, I think I look pretty thin, but <laughs> so, so, um, 
so yeah, it was it was a culture shock. And then also, I um, went to work in an uh, in an office and uh, in a company, and I didn't realize when I was working there that some of the cultural things I couldn't recognize whether they were company culture or Finnish culture. Like, are things this way just in this company or yes, in this is national? Like, yeah. Can you give me an example? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, probably just communications. You know, because that's what I do. How you treat people, or yep, yep, yep. I was not sure that okay. Is, are things really like this in Finland or is it just in this company? Mm. So, so let's go back a little bit to sales and marketing. Now that you've been here three years, do you see a change in mindsets towards accepting how much we need sales and marketing? Like things don't sell themselves or do you think it'll take longer? I think it'll take much, much longer. Like... I've I've met kind of like my people like you, you know, like I've I've met great people here that I think that are looking forward and looking, you know, to the future who are thinking uh, marketing and sales in different ways. You know, people are talking about, you know, growth hacking and people are talking about, you know, uh, personal branding and all of these, but they might be using the words, but I am realizing that, I am still not talking about the same things. The reasoning why it's not really going forward yet, it starts from the education. So during the past year, um, my oldest uh, moved um, back home and she has been actually studying some uh, marketing classes. So um, she has been doing it on our dining room table. And sometimes I just sat there and looked at the Zoom classes and my head was exploding. Why? It's it's, uh, something that I felt would have been outdated already 10 years ago. You know, the world is changing like that like a lot of the like I said I learned about social media marketing from my dad in the 80s meaning that people come first you know that you you create relationships but uh uh, so obviously there are principles and even theories that still you know uh work in today's world that you shouldn't uh forget about of course but the world is moving forward super fast and you have to be in you know that movement you have to be able to you know um to catch whatever the next thing is or you are behind so um it's it's just you have to look at things in in a much much bigger context to be able to uh to then get your message out um in in a way that it actually resonates with people we are, I, I think we're so ahead of the world um, with design here yes, in Finland. Agreed. In, in product design, in graphic, visual design, you know, even innovation. We are so very ahead of the world. But that design does not equal and mean that it's always marketing. Yes. So let me, let me uh, open that a little bit that... Even if you have beautiful packaging, beautiful branding, 
beautiful visuals. It can seem extremely cold if you don't have that human uh, engagement, human transactions. If you, uh, if that doesn't, uh, the, the visuals can talk in an emotional, uh, you know, they can evoke uh, emotions. But if you don't speak, if you don't interact, if you don't listen to your customers, that design alone is not enough. So yes. I think a lot of companies, uh, uh, they think that branding is only these beautiful design and beautiful, you know, visuals. And yeah. I see a very, very big, uh, I, I feel like design and marketing are way too far of each other's here in Finland. And that's, you know, if we got design and marketing together, people, we couldn't be stopped in the global market. Finland yes. could not be stopped in a global market if we were able to bring the design people, and that includes the engineers and also the visual, you know, but the design people and marketing people together, Finland would be unstoppable. Like there's wow. so much good design here, but it's so far from uh, marketing and sales. It's almost like to the designers, marketing is a curse word. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> you know? so true. I've <laughs> right? witnessed this myself. You're so correct. <laughs> it's it's like, oh, like it's it's like art. You know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to taint art with talk about money or marketing. <laughs> this is beautiful. Don't ruin it. <laughs> so. That's such a fundamental psychological issue and it needs to be fixed if we're going to succeed in the business world as a whole. Honestly, it really goes. Are you doing art and you want to be known for great design and something beautiful? Or are you building a sustainable business that mm -hmm. makes money in the long run? You can choose, you know, you can create beautiful products or beautiful you know design but if you want to make money with it for a long time you need to figure out that marketing and sales um, yep. as part of it as well so nicely put Katia thank you okay now bring me up to date now March 2021 what is on Katia Presnell's mind what are you working on right now Oh, I actually launched something super exciting. Just a couple of months ago, I launched Insider Society. Hmm. And um, it's it's a networking group for uh, women entrepreneurs. So um, I wanted to give back. I wanted to all of my, I wanted to give all of my consulting tips, my marketing tips. I wanted to create a safe, place for women uh, business owners to connect and learn. So I launched uh, Insider Society together with my uh, partner, Candice Kilpatrick-Brathwaite. And um, right now, it's uh, just a closed uh, Facebook group, but we will have uh, e-courses, uh, paid membership, you know, uh, webinars, um, all, a lot of things coming for um, women uh, business owners. And I wrote a book. So we also yes. uh, wrote a book called uh, Big Rich Money, How to Turn Your Business Intentions into a Profitable 
company. So that's going to uh, come out in uh, August. I so love that. We're super Now, excited. Tell me about using the word money in Ooh, the title. Oh, good, 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 good question. Thank you. For did that. you have to think about that a lot? What kind of feedback did you get? Well, the thing is that um, Candice and I go long as as long as me and Gary Vaynerchuk, but we just have worked a much more uh, together. So uh, we've known each other for a long time, and and we've worked on multiple client, um, big client uh, projects together. And last uh, summer, we started thinking like maybe we should just do our own thing. Why we are working so hard to make somebody else success? Because we could be just working, you know, for our own thing, and mm. um, so we started, you know, toying with these ideas, and maybe we should work together. And we actually created a Google folder, and then <laughs> the, the Google folder's name was Big Rich Money. It was just a joke. Like, okay, let's think of the <laughs> uh, Big Rich Money idea. That let's let's you know, let's do something it. together. So. Uh, um, Candice is really big in manifestation and law of attraction and all of those. So, so the money was also like an anchor word that, okay, we are, we are now focusing on money and we want to, we are open for business. We are open for money and creating a, a good business strategy that money will come to us. And not just that, not, and not just for us, but everybody that we work with that, okay, There, uh, there's a lot of stigma in in making yes. money and talking about money, and um, you know, um, in some groups of people, if you don't have enough money, you don't belong. You can't mm. come to our little club. If you know, <laughs> that's why we we uh, I actually bought the Insider Society um, over 10 years ago because I oh. thought it, it was such an oxymoron. You know, everybody wants to be an insider. So this is like a society of people who all want to be in some special club, you know. So everybody's invited our, to our society. So everybody can be an insider. So, but uh, but yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, oh, you you know, you have to earn a certain amount to belong into this club. And then there are those other uh, groups where you know, if you talk about money or other cultures like here in Finland, like oh, don't brag, and you know, money is. Like, oh, absolutely not. And, you know, people even, you know, said to us that money isn't important to me. My family is, you know, and, you know, a lot of these kind of things like, oh, that's really selfish or that's really, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, really shallow. And how can you and like, are you sure about the name? And actually, the more we got resistance And the more we talked to people, we were like, oh, wow, this really hit. You know, <laughs> um, obviously, our book is how to make a million in, in a week with three Instagram posts. Obviously, our book is not about that. Um, there's a lot of that kind of bullshit, <laughs> you know, already out. Um, our mm. book is really focusing on the long term game and, you know, yep. building good business strategies and all of that. But uh, one of the things is what is preventing people from building a good business is that they have money blocks, especially women. Oh, I don't deserve it. Like, or they uh, undervalue and underprice their products or time. Mm. And, you know, so we were like, we wanted to help people that, hey, you have value. Your time has value. 
you know. It has monetary value. With that money, you can do good things for your family. You should care about money because you care about your family. You mm-hmm. should care about uh, money because you care about environment. Money is just a vehicle. You can yep. use it for bad or you can use it for good. So we want to help good people to make a lot of money so they can do a lot of good in this world. So Exactly. So, so uh, it, it really is. And, um, and I think uh, last year was a big awakening for a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. including myself. And um, a lot of people had, you know, trouble with money or lost jobs or, you know, um, a lot of also negative things. And uh, me and Candice landed this one big client. And I actually realized that I sometimes felt guilty. Oh, it's, it's a horrible time in the world. And I'm happy. I'm making good money. And I started feeling guilty. And, and mm. I was like, I shouldn't. Like, I would never want my friend or family or somebody else to feel guilty if they are doing well. So I realized that I also had a lot of these, you know, uh, uh, you know, I had to open my mind that, that I shouldn't feel that way. I, and I should help other people also to succeed and see it that they are worthy and they can make money and they can, you know, build a sustainable uh, long-term success, you know, uh, mm. also financially, but also that it has that balance that you're also happy. That uh, those two don't, you know, uh, they, they, they don't fight each other. Mm. So you can find both. You can yep. do good things and make money. So beautiful. So when did you say the book is coming out? Eighth uh, of August. So okay, I am actually so you have writing to... it. It I'm actually writing it in uh, Finnish at the moment. So oh. if I can uh, um, uh, squeeze it in and find a publisher really quick, uh, I will probably try to uh, publish in Finnish first. But wow. uh, the, the English international version uh, is going to be eighth of uh, August. So okay, so you have to definitely come back around that time to do another episode with me. Yes, I would love to do that because uh, I think this is. This is a message that a lot of people, uh, especially women, need to yep. hear. And and um, agreed. And I I think, like you said, um, I, I think the wording and all of that it's it is risky, and I I know that. But I actually <laughs> hope that I hope that we get so called negative feedback. I hope that pe- we get feedback. Bring that, on the haters. Yes, yes, please that. And I want to hear that I hated the book name, but damn, I really actually like the content and message. So, um, so it's it's just uh, we really want to break boundaries in that sense. I think you will. I think you will. I'm so excited. Right. Thank you. It's time to wrap up. I'm going to see you this evening for our clubhouse talk. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for coming, and thank you so much for uh, inviting me here. Thank and, you, yeah, Katya. Can't wait to talk uh, more tonight. It's always super fun talking to you. Likewise, likewise. Really great conversation. Thank you so much for listening to all of my crazy stories. <laughs>
right, that was Katia Presnal. Thank you for listening. That's it from me. Please visit marketinghelsinki.com for more conversations with professionals and experts from around the world discussing personal and business philosophy. I'm Tan Lei. See you next time.